This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. No guests, no calls, and no real content. Incorrect on the last part. No guests, no calls. That is correct. Uh, full of content. One hour full, uh, chock full of content that you're not going to get anywhere else except other sports shows. Uh, CeeLo joins me today. Jerry is out. Uh, good morning, CeeLo. Good morning, Al. How are you doing today? G- uh, C- uh, you're uh, CeeLo. G- yeah, you can go with G-Lo if you'd like. Yesterday, G-Lo. a caller referred to me as J-Lo, so J-Lo. we can use all the letters in the alphabet before Lo, if all you'd right. like. That's fine. Fair enough. Listen, the Yankees won, and I thought of you when I saw the pitching line at the end of the game. That's right. I was one inning off, Al. You were one inning off. I said to you, ideally, CeeLo, as a Yankee fan that you are, what did you want to see happen pitching-wise with the Yankees? And you wanted uh, you wanted Montgomery to go how many innings? I, you said, wanted- I said I would sign for five. I think I said five innings of three-run ball out of Montgomery, and then right. you'd go piece it together with Green, Britton, and Chapman the rest of the way. So you got four of one-run ball from Montgomery, two innings green, and then uh, Britton and Chapman – piecing it together the rest of the way for the last six outs. Exactly the way you drew it up. Sorry, the last right here. nine outs. Almost exactly the way you drew it up right here That's on the right. warm-up show yesterday. I could have been in the in the Yankee dugout last night in place right. of Aaron Boone, you know, making the moves. It all worked out well. Yes, I will say also, though, I did speak uh, multiple times yesterday about how I had very little confidence that the Yankees right. were going to win the game. So good job by Montgomery. I did not see that start coming. Like we said, he hadn't pitched in two weeks. The Rays teed off on him in the uh, one start he had against them this year. So he came up huge, and uh, certainly that takes some of the heat off uh, Aaron Boone and Brian Cashman now that we've got this game five tonight, and they get to throw Garrett Cole out there and uh, you know just let the pieces fall where they may. Cole versus Glass now, a Friday evening in the fall. I'll what else settling. could you ask for? Exactly. I'll be settling in with some pizza, with some pumpkin beers. Are you a pumpkin beer kind of? Yeah, man? I like a good pumpkin beer. You do. Seasonally, do you sure. Uh, not really, no. Try to just grab a couple different, see whatever's out there yeah, on the shelves. Yeah, honestly, I, I'm i not one of these guys, you know, like people that are wine tasters. I can't yeah. really tell the difference that Same. much. So you just hand me any kind of brand and, and I'll drink it and be happy. You're one good, or yeah. two, that's about it. There's a yeah. There's a the the beer snobs are similar to wine snobs. Yeah, like the beer snobs are like you're drinking a Coors Light, you loser. Right, like, dude, it's a beer. 
Sorry, I don't have the local, you know, brewery's beer that costs three times as much as my course. Right. Oh, and then they have to describe them with different adjectives. Right. What do they taste in the beer? Yeah, what do they on. detect? Is it hoppy? Is it not? It, it's it's all too much. Right. Just give me something that tastes decent, make me feel, take a little of the edge off, and away we go. Right. Get a little buzz going with Garrett Cole on the mound. A lot of buzz tonight. Yeah. A lot of buzz tonight. This uh, is not a no buzz situation. Buzz, no buzz. You've got. Big time buzz Big Friday time night. Buzz. Garrett Cole on the mound. Tyler Glass now for the race. He's yeah. only on two days rest. Two yes. days rest after ninety three pitches. Ooh. But the I mean I know that well, that's going to be a storyline today. But they're going to piece it together. I, I don't think you expect him to go deep in the game. They've got Blake Snell as well to go to plus all their relievers. So I know it's like oh two days rest drive you know drive the pitch count up on him. That would be playing right into the Rays' hands. You got to get to this guy early. They're trying to steal outs and innings so that they can get to their their big bullpen guys later in the game and then shut it down from there. And Gary Sanchez, again, did not uh, get the start at catcher. He did not. And Kyle Higashioka was big, a couple of blocks on some balls in the dirt. He uh, tacked on the big insurance run in the eighth. So he continues to have good at-bats. You know he's a good catcher. He works well with the pitchers. So him contributing at the plate is just on a kind of the bonus right now. I thought the uh, early on, I forget which inning it was, it was early on in the game when the Yanks loaded the bases and only came away with like a run. Yeah, they got the the sack fly and then Judge grounded out to end the inning, yeah. But like Higashioka had a had a terrible up at bat. He, he did, looked, yes. He looked so unenthused up there. In that he spot. Was just, oh, you're was, right. I was like, what are we doing? That was a poor at bat. He so he had a half swing on a slider, low and away. He missed by quite a wide margin, but uh, he made up for it with his defensive work yes. and the hit the hit he got in the eighth to to give them a little bit more breathing room. Right when he had that horrible at bat. I was like, oh, see, this is he's giving you a Gary Sanchez, although Gary Sanchez will give you the 900-foot home run. Right, he'll run into one here and there that, that right. goes into another zip code, right? But you're right. It was like maybe a, uh, the inning later or half an inning later, whatever it was, He at least two balls that he picked out of the dirt. Yep, with a guy on third oh, base, right. yeah. Yeah, that's a good job by him. Good job out of him. Good job out of him. I'm sure so, we'll see him again tonight, by the way, with Cole right. on the mound. Oh, right. Exactly. That's his catcher. That's my quarterback. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm looking forward to that. Void had a home run. Torres, were you uh, when when Torres made it four one? That's when you felt comfortable. Uh, I never really feel comfortable. Really? Even I mean, Zach Britton was great last night, and then Boone takes him out with two outs in the eighth. And I understand they want to keep everybody available for tomorrow, but I was a little nervous about Chapman coming in there. He hadn't pitched in the entire series. He promptly walks the first guy, and I'm thinking, here we go. But he settled down, and uh, he did a real nice job. Struck out the guy to end that inning on a 101-mile-per-hour fastball, and then uh, he did the job of the ninth as well. So all is good, and they should have, I would think, everyone pretty much available. I mean, maybe Chad Green, no, because he pitched two innings yesterday, and he Gave them like 20 pitches the night before. But in a game five, in a decisive game, you got to have all hands on deck. And we'll have beautiful weather because it is San Diego. It never rains there. No, it doesn't rain. But I think they were saying it was a little chillier last night. And the ball was not carrying. There were a couple of balls off the bat that you thought would have been home runs that came up just short. Aaron Hicks came about, I don't know, 10 feet from a grand slam. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the Margot there on the Rays had a deep fly to center field that I thought was going to carry out when Green was still in the game. So it wasn't ball was not jumping at Petco Park for a couple of guys last night. That being said, the Voight and Torres home runs were obviously uh, quite majestic. So I'm looking here at the uh, weather here in uh, San Diego for tonight. 65 degrees, cloudy, cloudy skies. All right, sign up for that. No rain. Away we go. Nice comfortable temperatures. 
so you're telling me when it's cooler out, the ball does not travel as far. I think that's 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 the idea. But then again, with the with the Rockies and Denver, they always yes. talk, oh, that thin air. You know. So which one is it? And people say, well, when it heats up, the ball starts to fly. But then in Denver, <laughs> because the air's thin at the higher elevation, I don't know, man. I can't thin figure air. it out. And you got people that swear the balls are juiced in the postseason, all these home runs that are being hit. I, I don't know. I don't know. I love a good juiced ball. Oh, yeah. This will also set up, but if the Yankees win tonight, I don't want to touch the money. Mm. And by the way, I did Yankee fans a big favor last night. A lot of you don't know this, but I have not been winning my any of my sports bets lately. You're on a like, cold streak? Oh, a big-time cold streak. So last night I said, hmm, I'm going to bet the Rays straight up because two things will happen. If the Yankees win, that's good for us here at the radio station. Good it's good for Yankee fans, good for business. Mm. If they lose, at least I'll win some money. Yeah, a little, a little something in the pocket. So you're welcome, Yankee fans. I bet the uh, over seven and a half, the uh, adjusted run total. And, oh, Montgomery in a bullpen game for the Rays. We're going to score some <laughs> runs. There have been a lot of runs in this series, even with the good pitchers starting. Tonight's a lock for the over, right? Whoops. Right. That's baseball, Susan. That is baseball, Susan. Uh, big sports night last night. You also had uh, a Buccaneers-Bears. Did you check in on that? At I all? did. I did watched quite in? a bit of the second half. Uh, I only saw bits and pieces of the first half because I've got the, the one TV set up uh, yeah. at home. So I was kind of flipping on during the commercials of the Yankee game. It was a weird game. Uh, I, I mean, not a ton of points. You know, both quarterbacks had some good moments, some not so great moments. There were a million penalties. But yeah, late late in the game, I mean, Nick Foles doing what Nick Foles does. He makes a couple of big throws, and then the Brady thing on the last play and whether I, – I don't – here's what bothers me, right? I get it. He's a veteran. He's never going to give the media any – just come out. We, it's clear as day if you – you didn't know what down it was. Just just admit it and we move on. It's okay. You're Tom Brady. No one's going to fire you. No one's going to keep you out of the Hall of Fame. These things happen. Don't give me the, oh, yeah, yeah, we were just – we should have went for the first down marker instead of the yardage. Dude, you were you, you were holding four fingers up – looking confused, and you went to talk to the ref before you finally walked off the field. You didn't know what down it was. It's okay. So Nick Foles gets the best of Tom Brady again. Exactly. Bears beat the Bucks 2019. Yes. Bears put up 14 points in the final two minutes of the first half to take a 14-13 lead into the half. Yeah, it looked like you know the Bucks were going to roll, and then all of a sudden here comes Chicago, and then the second half was very low scoring. It's kind of like a battle of field goals a little bit. And uh, there were some questionable decisions. Bruce Arians had a fourth and one, I think, from the seven, and he chose to kick to go up whatever it was, two. I guess it was two points instead of, you know, going for the touchdown. And then the Bears, you know, punting. They did get the ball back. Then they had questionable clock management before they kicked the go-ahead field goal where they threw it and stopped the clock. They could have run it down. Think, oh, you're going to give Brady over a minute to come down the field. All he needs is a field goal. I figured that was a lock for Tampa Bay, but uh, they couldn't get it done. So then what you're, what you're discussing here, for those of the people just waking up, if you're waking up now and heading to work, you did not stay up to watch this Buccaneers-Bears game. Well, I got up before all those people, and I stayed up to watch it. So you don't, did? I, do, I mean, I'm breaking it down Same. for you. You think I got all this from a game story this morning? Well, listen, there's uh, other ways of doing things. <laughs> yes. Fast forward. No, I did. Games. After the Yankee game was was over, I uh, I Went threw on there. the football. Yeah. So the yeah, so the the Bears are uh, the Bucks are down twenty nineteen, uh, under two minutes to play. Buccaneers uh, trying to move the football into a field goal range. Uh, it becomes fourth and five. Brady throws a ball to a very well covered uh, Cameron Brait. Yes. Good job. 
and uh, then holds up the four fingers thinking it's now fourth down when, in fact, that was fourth down. Yeah, I mean, everyone, you know, the Bears are celebrating. The Bucks are coming off the field, and the, even on the TV broadcast, they know that Brady's still out there. He, he, he and Aikman was like, you know, I pretty looks like he just lost track of the downs. Right, and, and then, then you're right. Uh, after the game, Brady said he knew it was fourth down yeah, already. Bruce uh, Arians said he knew it was fourth down. But you're right. Just fess up. Go right. listen. I've won six Super Bowls. I forgot what down it was. Right. Jerks. And be accountable because earlier in the game when his offensive line was racking up the penalties and he was getting sacked by Khalil Mack, he comes off the field and he has one of his, you know, Brady tirades where he's just ripping in everybody and screaming at them and cursing at them. So that's all good. But, dude, when you make a mistake, just and listen. I Maybe he privately, you know, fessed up and apologized to his teammates. Who knows? Right. But um, yeah, I mean, we're not dumb. We we all watched it. We saw it. Just just fall on the sword and we move on. How about I love it? Eli Manning and Nick Foles are the thorn in Tom Brady's side That's for right. his career. That's right. Those Two middle guys, of the road guys, the even keeled personalities. Super boring. Super boring. They make some hideous throws, but then when the game is on the line, they come up with the big right. time throws or the big time plays terrible years of their careers <laughs> and then just when it matters most they somehow muster it up and get a playoff rise to the occasion rise to the occasion so i don't know what's going on with the buccaneers they are not what they are who we thought they were i mean we let them off the hook. yeah i know they were they were banged up last night they had some guys out mike evans played but he was basically on one leg i mean he had a high ankle you could see him limping around out there you know they brought in these. They brought in Brady, obviously, some other high-profile names. It takes a while for these. There was no training camp. I'm not trying to make excuses for them. I'm not. Just, I'm ready. I'm not ready to say, oh, they're going to be a mediocre 500 team. There's a long way to go, obviously. Um, so I don't know. I'm still kind of the jury's out. They've done some good things and some other moments where you kind of scratch your head and think, ah, this isn't as great as we thought. But they've got some time to figure it out and, and get things in gear. Hey, at least Gronk caught a few passes yesterday. He's he involved did. in the game. I see he had a he had an open field catch and some run after the catch and he he looked like a like a, a horse coming out of the, the gate that, you know, was a little wild and hadn't run in a while. Like he almost lost his balance and, and and fell flat on his face at one point. And then I think he jumped over a defender and like landed hard on his arm and he got hurt and he had to come off the field. And I'm like, that's probably the most open field he's seen all season. And I love this Cordell Patterson for the uh, Bears. Yes. This guy's taking a – he's their kick returner, yeah. among other things. And uh, the Bucks kicker could not get the ball – could not kick the ball out of the end zone. Right. And this guy was taking the ball on the back line of the end zone and running it out yeah. every time. The I last, love it. The last possible spot, any, yes. any deeper, and it's out of play. And he's like, I oh, love yeah, it. So I, I got that, a chance here. Because I hate when guys just – they don't even give any effort to run a ball out of an end zone anymore. Yeah. And this guy's doing it every time. He's he one of the few that will still do one it. One of the yeah. few. The few, the proud, the kick returners <laughs> who actually run a ball out of an end zone. Al likes a guy who runs a ball out. I just, yeah, I like a guy who's trying to get involved. Like these other kick returners and all these other NFL teams, they, they're looking for, I don't want to run this right. out. Right, we could send you out there and you, could, you right. could take a knee or watch the ball fly out of the end zone. You could collect your paycheck and go home. And this guy's the opposite. He's looking for a way to get it out of the end zone. Right. He's Even probably if he got... just, like one of them, he ran it out to the 24. Okay, yeah. but that's an extra four yards. Well, really, only one. The touchbacks take you out to the 25 now. What? Yeah. When did this rule go into effect? A couple effect? years ago when they tinkered with second. these kickoffs and whatnot. You're telling me these games uh, uh, start off at the 25 and not the 20? I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Because they've been trying to, they've been trying to cut down on the amount of kickoff plays that there are. Because it's that's apparently where 
a lot of the concussions take yeah. place. So they've tinkered with you know the what the what the teams can do as far as the coverage team, the return team, how how when can they move, where the ball's kicked off from, where the touchback is. So they're sort of incentivizing you to take a knee almost. Right. And that's Cordell, why some of, some of these special teams coaches now that have their kickers like pooch it to the one where you're forced to return it. Right. And then they hope to get their coverage team down there and, and you know, obviously tackle you somewhere inside the 25. Pooch it. Because those couple extra yards make all the difference, apparently. Evidently. All right, CeeLo, we are just getting started here. I mean, there's some looking at this list. There's such a chock full of uh, more great material. Can't wait. Here. More NFL more I got some NFL news. I've got we got some more Yankees. I'm looking here. I've got uh I've got uh, you've got a Larry Netflix David on discussion. The sheet? I've got Larry David on the yeah. sheet. That's right. Coming up after this very short it's gonna be so short of a break. If you blink you'll miss it. Right. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Right, Eddie? Al and Jerry, they suffered for their art. Now it's your turn. All right, 523. Happy Friday morning. CeeLo sitting in for Jerry Recco one more time. Today we've got a game five to look forward to tonight. Yankees get the job done last night in San Diego, beat the Rays five to one. That sets up Garrett Cole, Tyler Glass now tonight with the winner advancing to the ALCS to face. The Houston Astros have certainly uh, backed up all the chirping that they've done along the way and some of the uh, critics that have been out there about what went on with them and the sign stealing. They beat up on the A's, so now they await the winner of Yankees-Rays in the ALCS. Al? Is seven innings too much to expect from Garrett Cole? Too much? No. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be shocked. I would probably take the under, but it's certainly well within his grasp, I would think. I'm expecting seven innings. Okay. I think I would sign up. We're going to play this game again. Yeah, sign up game. The sign up game. Yeah, what would you sign up, up for, CeeLo? I think I would sign right now mm-hmm. for six innings of two-run ball out of Garrett Cole. All right. I would sign up for that as well. And then you take your shot with the uh, the bullpen the rest of the way. And they better not screw it up. They did great last night. See if they can replicate it this time around. Uh, and the Yankees, I'm sure, at some point are going to see Tampa's better relievers in this one. So uh, scoring early would certainly <laughs> be the easier path instead of trying to rally late against that tough Tampa Bay bullpen. I like the guy who pitched last night for the Rays, the submariner, the sidearm submariner the type. The guy they opened with? Yeah. Who couldn't throw a fastball for a strike? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well. yanking everything into the lefty batter's box? I'm always surprised when we see guys like that that still pitch. Like, at some point along the way, you think, like, in Little League or high school, someone would have said, dude, stop with the submarine pitching. Yeah. Sometimes, this isn't a thing. Sometimes they actually throw regular, and then because they're not effective, someone says, hey, why don't you try submarining or sidearming? They had a little different look. And that like, keeps them around. Like the pitching coach sends them home and goes, listen, I'm going to g- give you some links to YouTube videos of Dan Quisenberry and <laughs> right. Kent DeColvey from the 70s <laughs> and 80s. This right. is what I want you doing. And they do that some with guys that switch to being knuckleballers. Like R.A. Right. Dickey, Dickey couldn't get anybody out, so he learned how to throw a knuckleball to extend his career. If I was a pitching coach, I would try a very be very innovative. I'd be like, knuckleball submariner. There you go. That would throw, that would throw some batters Nobody's off. Nobody's seen that. I don't think I would be, like if I was a major league hitter, 
I don't think I could hit a submariner like that guy was pitching for the Rays last night, the oh, opener. Just that? Other than that, just you'd be okay? Yeah, other than that, be okay. yeah. it's such a weird delivery. I'd be like, what is this guy doing out here? <laughs> that's the that's the idea, right? It should be illegal. Throwing a lot of arms and legs at you, getting you yeah. distracted. Throwing yes. your timing off. Very distracting. I'm going to settle in, though. I'm going to get order a pizza, although the re- this is the, the, the fantasy me is thinking... Seven oh ten, seven ten. Seven oh ten. I was going to say seven oh seven, but it's seven ten. Seven ten is when I get the pizza and the pumpkin beers. You're going to have it somehow delivered exactly at first pitch. Seven ten. Yes. Like I'm going to walk pumpkin back in. Beer. I'll go get it myself. I don't like the delivery situation. Oh, okay. Well, then I feel like if you're going to get in your own hands, you I can think, definitely do it. I think if you're going to get food that's not great for you and pizza is not a healthy food, the least you could do is go get. it. Now, do you have a go-to spot in your your new uh, your new Vicks. area? Vix Pizza, in Bradley Beach. Been there a hundred years. Okay, so not uh, not a not an Italian name, but I do you right. get the sense it's a it's an, an Italian place. It yes. Is. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just driving back home from uh, the grocery store last night to run a quick errand. My neighbors had the Domino's delivery car <laughs> exiting their driveway, and I'm yeah. thinking, really, really. I it's mean, popular the, here. Uh, is it? I guess. I mean, Still there's so popular. many great options as far as local places go. Right. I mean, I know they give you a nice deal every now and then, but man, I've, I've got to tell you, the commercials they're running where like they have all these different options, like thin crust. I'm like, maybe I do get Domino's. I'm not against fast food pizza. I'm not against it. I, in my younger days, like in college, it was like kind of the go-to thing. Yeah, but now when you live in this area, it's like it's almost sacrilegious, right? Because of, there's so many great local pizza joints in the, around. But you know you what's talk cool? About thin crust. You're right down there by Pete Nelda's now. That's true. But you know what's cool about the the, the Domino's and why? Like uh, uh, my girlfriend Gina, her son loves to order Domino's because when you use the app now, you can tr- you you could track your pizza the entire way. They're like your pizza's <laughs> going in the oven. It's exciting. It's like oh my pizza's going. Uh, God, anything for a distraction, right? So I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna have that at seven ten. I'll be, oh, yeah, enjoying my first piece. Now the reality will be, at four thirty, I'll be starving because that's what I normally <laughs> eat. And by seven ten, I'll be fighting to keep my eyes open. <laughs> so take a little nap. You mix in a little nap. I will. That's true. You got to get a nap in if you're gonna want to stay up for this Yankee game because right. I need to see it. I need to see it live. Yeah, and before the hunger sets in, you lay down, you take a snooze, and then by the time you wake up and your body wakes up and your system readjusts, you go get your pizza and crack open your pumpkin beer, and, and, and you're good to go. Oh, and one of the criticisms from this uh, the Thursday night game last night was that Brady ran right off the field and did not congratulate Nick yeah, Foles. I think he was probably just ticked at the way the game ended. I don't think that was personal for Nick Foles, despite what happened in the Super Bowl. I think Brady just gets angry when he loses, no matter who it is. And when he realized he's the one who made that pass on fourth down thinking yeah. it was third down. Right. And his teammates, a lot of them were like walking off the field, and he like <laughs> sprinted right past them into the locker room. He blasted right by them. Yeah. A couple of changes to the NFL schedule, what we got to yesterday. Uh, Titans-Bills, because of coronavirus Titans. Uh, Titans-Bills is moved to Tuesday. Tentatively, yes. Tentatively. Like, you know, they have to still get cleared. Uh, Broncos-Patriots move to Monday. This is the new thing for the Pats. Gets their games Just moved move them around. Monday, Monday night window, and they play before the regularly scheduled Monday night game. And then I see Bills-Chiefs is moving from a Thursday to a Sunday. And if that, 
yes, if the if. Bills-Titans game is played on Tuesday, Got it. they move that to Sunday because you can't have the Bills play Tuesday and Thursday. This is exciting, although it eliminates some of the action on red zone on Sundays when you start moving games around. I think you still have enough action to, to take care of you. But enough for for Octobox? No. We don't Not have, enough for we don't Octobox. Have eight early games now? I don't know. Let's I'm see. just assuming One, if some two, games three, got moved, four, Octobox five, is out of the question. Just Google it. Seven. You, you Google got seven. it. Seven, no so Octobox. One missing, yeah. Seven is what? Sept? Septobox? Sure. Sounds right. So we'll have that on I'll, Sunday. I'll go with it. All right. Yeah. All right. What else, base uh, football wise? Oh, uh, Justin Herbert has officially been named the starter for the Chargers. Yeah, we knew Good that move. was going to happen. Yeah. I, you feel bad for Tyrod Taylor, and I know Anthony Lynn said he did not take the news well. Oh, uh, really? Who could blame him? Yeah. Well, I mean, he's uh, like, you guys stabbed me in my right, rib yeah, exactly. and gave my job away. Yeah, I was trying to play through an injury. You guys effed up. And now you, you said I wasn't going to lose my job because of injury. Now I am. And and everyone understands why they're doing it, because Justin Herbert's the future. It's why they spent a first round pick on him. He's, he's looked the part. He's played great. Tyrod Taylor was probably on borrowed time anywhere anyway. But it's a tough it's a tough spot. That's I watched, where I don't envy these head coaches having to sit down and have these conversations with these guys. I watched that uh, Hard Knocks when it was the Cleveland Browns and Tyrod Taylor was the quarterback. Yeah. That didn't seemed last like a, long either. Uh, no, but it seemed like a very nice man. Yeah. It seemed like he would handle the the news the the right way. I'm like, sure, you know, listen, I, I, Anthony Lynn didn't say that he, you know, set the locker room on fire and, you know, said screw Justin Herbert or anything like that. He said, I still I still think he'll do a nice job of mentoring him. Yeah. But from a personal standpoint, I mean, he's been through this a number of times in his career now where he's gone somewhere with an opportunity to start. You just mentioned Cleveland and it and it they had a young guy that was at some point everyone knew they were going to go to him. In that case, it was Baker Mayfield. And now it's it's Justin Herbert, and now he's got to take a seat. If I was Tyrod Taylor, I'd be like, let's arm wrestle for the job. If I win, I get my job back. <laughs> Justin Something. Herbert is a large, large he is? individual. Yeah, he's like he seems so skinny on that field. Uh, yeah, but he's he's got some. Tyrod Taylor is an undersized, you know, journeyman oh. quarterback. So I'm not I'm not saying he's not strong, but Justin I'm going Herbert, with experience. He's Justin probably been Herbert in... is listed at six six two thirty six. Oh, he's that's a big funny. boy. These guys look small on the field. Well, it's because they're next to you know three hundred and fifty pound offensive linemen. Are you aware that Andre the Giant was seven foot four, five hundred twenty five pounds? I think you've referenced that a few times when I've <laughs> filled in on this. I'm just side. trying to give people some comparison when you say Justin Herbert's size. Yeah. I just want to let you know he you were calling him big, but Andre the Giant was seven foot four. What is it in the, in pounds. was it tail of the tape when there was a boxing matchup? Is that what it was called? Something tail like that. Tail of the tape. Tail yeah. of the tape. Yep. So six six two thirty six for Herbert Tyrod Taylor checking in at six one two fifteen. So he's mm. given up some. Uh, Five inches. size there. And and weight as well, yes. Right. But experience, like I said. Yes. He's probably been in more arm wrestling matches. That was a thing probably when he was younger. Yeah. It's not a thing anymore Grizzled for Justin veteran, Herbert. Been yeah. around the block a little bit, yeah. Like, I've been in arm wrestling matches. Sure. The last two. I lost, I lost the last two arm wrestling matches I had in studio, both against women. I lost both of them. <laughs> one right. was a professional wrestler, yeah, Velvet that. Sky. And then one was a hockey player on the U.S. Uh, Olympic team. Okay, so at least you went. You know, you went down to people who are very physically fit and active. Right. Like I didn't expect to beat the wrestler. I did expect to beat the the hockey player because she was not muscular. That doesn't. Those hockey players are wiry strong. Yeah, very yeah. wiry. Strong. A lot of good core strength, and I understand arm wrestling maybe doesn't involve that as much. You with your 
big biceps and your your curls or whatever you're using right. now curls. at home that you ordered off of Amazon. Yep. Um, but uh, that's unfortunate for you. And I guess there's been some rumblings, believe it or not, of Jason Garrett back to the Cowboys. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I've not heard those rumblings. Oh. There's rumblings. They're getting rid of Mike McCarthy already. <laughs> there were rum. There are rumblings that things are not going well with Mike oh, McCarthy. Okay. Yeah, Eddie. I was going to say I haven't heard any of these rumblings. I think you might have misunderstood Al. That the storyline is Jason Garrett going back to Dallas with the Giants this week. If you re- <laughs> if you read the second line of the story, you idiot. I was going to say, I was like, wait a second. I know that the de- their defense is off to a bad oh start, gosh. but we're going back to Jason. <laughs> I read the headline. The headline. This is what the Sorry. headline. This is oh, what the man. headline says. This is awesome. This is what I'm like. Tom Brady. Listen, I'm a veteran like Tom Brady. He didn't know what down it was. We all make mistakes. I overlooked this. You but read these unlike, things at three in the morning. You know, unlike Brady, I'm not gonna say this was. Uh, I knew this what it meant. The headline is Jason Garrett on return to Dallas. I'm focused on the Giants. Tremendous. I was like, because yesterday there was a story about. Is Mike McCarthy, the rumblings are beginning, Mike McCarthy out in Dallas. So I thought, <coughs> this is the follow-up. I'm like, why do they want Jason Garrett back? They had him there all those years and didn't, did, did, you know, they weren't happy with him. You tried to piece that together. I tried to piece it and together. And it backfired on all you. Right. Fourth down, fourth down. Right. What down four, is it four, four, four. Fourth Wait. down, fourth down. I got another Mr. play. Ref, Give me another play. Sure? <laughs> Give me one more play. Oh, that's great. The Cowboy fans, you know, might collectively jump off a bridge. If, if Jason, Jason Garrett, Garrett came back. back. Yeah. Okay, Jerry Jones, we're getting rid of my was a mistake. Mike McCarthy's out. We're going back to Garrett. The clapper. Eddie, Eddie, when did you see that on my sheet? And when you saw it on the sheet, you knew that it meant that he's going back to Dallas with the Giants and he's focused on the Giants, not his return to Dallas. You knew that right away when you saw that? Yeah, I sheet? knew that. The true meaning of the story yeah. from your synopsis yeah. line, which is ironic because you did not. <laughs> As did I, by the way. That's why I was like, wait, Al's going off script here? What is this, you know, juicy nugget he's got? What's going on here? Because when I Whoops. read that on the sheet, I knew exactly what it meant. Yes. Well, when we post this as a podcast, we'll just edit this part out. No, this is probably the funniest part of the the show thus far, so I would leave it in there. I'll just say, um, oh, did you see uh, on his return to Dallas with the Giants (laughs) that he's uh, not focused on his days in Dallas? He's focused on this week's game against the Cowboys. Your misinterpretation is much better (laughs) than the story because the story is boring as hell. Boring. Oh, not focused on the Giants. Great. Do you think he knows more about the Cowboys game plan because he was there? Or no. Meaning, because no, it's right? a new staff and it's a new system. Right. So, no, I don't think so. So, do you have no advantage? I don't think so, other than the Cowboy defense has been a sieve so far. So, if the right. Giants can't get into the end zone this weekend, they've got a real problem. Giants haven't scored a touchdown right. in two weeks. Uh, yeah, isn't it more? Doesn't it well, date back to it's it's is it two games and change? It's two games. I know for sure two games. Okay. They have not scored a touchdown in the last two games. So but, if they don't score three touchdowns this week, they stink. Yes, in the game. But what I'm saying is in that last game that they did score, which would have been, it had been a little while. week two against Chicago. Like it, wasn't, it wasn't a fourth-quarter touchdown. I want to see. It was, actually. Hmm. Deion Lewis, one-yard touchdown run, for early fourth quarter. Okay. And then so they we'll lost say two games. They haven't scored a touchdown in two games. They've got to score a lot of points against the Cowboys. Yeah, because the this Dallas be the... offense is – I mean – Dak Prescott, I believe, was the first quarterback to throw for 450-plus in three straight games. Yeah. Or 400-plus, and he lost two of them. I mean, right. that's insane. 
he's going to put up a lot of points. This game's in Dallas, as yes. you know, Jason Garrett's returning there. I don't know if you saw the story. Yeah, Jerry's world. Uh, Jerry's world, yes. All right, let's take a break here. When we come back, I have a few more t- terrific notes on the NFL. Uh, we'll uh, wrap up the uh, Yankee game again. Mm. And for those just joining, a lot of people get in their cars at 530. Uh, some Netflix and Larry David news. Very big news. Coming up after these words. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Alan Jerry, because you can't get enough sports with the other 23 hours in the day. <laughs> 542 on this Friday morning. Still don't morning. know what that means. Yeah, well, meaning all that's what we do on all the other shows on this station. So you guys have one hour to be different, but uh, we do talk a lot of sports here. And uh, we'll continue to talk a lot of sports, but just to big, make it's big make, stories, just to make sure we're clear, Jason Garrett is not returning to Dallas to be the head coach. That's not what my sources say. Okay, well. I'm hearing rumbling, so you guys listen. If it happens, you'll say you heard it here first. <laughs> Al Dukes with the exclusive. Just like I told you, Tanaka was not a big game pitcher, <laughs> that they would get uh, screwed up because of what Aaron Boone pulled in game two, and they would get it together last night. All right, what's if your bold you prediction need baseball, for tonight, then? If you need baseball talk, this is the place. What's your bold prediction for tonight? Yankees or how do you win. see the Yankees win? Okay. I see uh, Cole going seven innings. Shutting it down. Shut it down. And then uh, Chapman will be on the mound at the uh, end of the game to get the final out mm. with his big muscular build. His, his stare and, after he strikes the last And guy then out. he'll do he'll do some curls right before he gets up there and <laughs> throw some heaters at some Ray's heads. And then it'll set up a perfect 2020 scenario, Yankees-Astros. Let's go. Lock it up. By the way, Let's go. Cole did face the Rays in Game 5 of the Division Series last year. Is that right? And through a gem. I think eight innings, two runs, one run, 10 Ks, but that wasn't on three days rest. This will be the first time in his big league career he starts on three days rest. We'll see how he fares. Well, the other dude, Glasnow, is going on two days rest. He is, but he's, he's, extra not, day. but he's not going to be expected to get as deep into the game as Cole oh. because they've got Blake Snell. They've got all the relievers. You know, he could give them one turn through the lineup even maybe, it, and they could go is, to somebody else. It is always weird that when the season is on the line, all strategy that you've used all year to get there is thrown out the window. Right out the window. Like they yeah. would never take uh, Blake Snell uh, uh, out of the bullpen. They just wouldn't do it. So right. now that strategy's out the window. Yeah. Season on the line. Could be no tomorrow. Got to do what you can to survive in advance. In the regular season, you always know you got to look at the, the – it's a marathon, not a sprint, right? Even in a 60-game season, you yes. got to stay on rotation. You got to get through the games. So it's a completely different animal here in the postseason. And I can't believe we haven't talked yet about the big Cardinals-Jet game this week. Oh, what sh- <laughs> how did we avoid that until 5.45? That's a one o'clocker. Uh, uh, Cardinals coming to MetLife Stadium mm-hmm. and the terrible turf there. I hope they don't complain about it. Right. Le'Veon Bell may be getting, coming back from the Jets here. See if he can manage to stay healthy and get through an entire game. I mean, the only time we're going to see that on the red zone, the red zone does love Kyler Murray, the red zone dude. Yeah, well, he is so, exciting. Yeah, so when he is in, gets the ball, they'll go to him. Well, but, uh, do we think Joe no Flacco is actually going to get the Jets into the red zone? No, probably not. Right? 
It's going to be one of those games where it's like, uh, we haven't forgotten about Jets Cardinals, just no one's been in the red zone. <laughs> they All played game. a game, I forget, maybe 2012. I, I want to say Greg McElroy started it. And I think the final score was like. Greg McElroy? Yeah, I want to say it was like 10 9 or something like that. It was, a, it was it like set football, being you know, the old saying. Yeah. I had set football back for a decade. Let's see if I can find the score. Are you it was Googling miserable. this right now? Oh, 7 6. And was it wasn't McElroy. McElroy played later in the year. That was Sanchez. Oh, that's that's right. They <laughs> McElroy relieved Sanchez. Wow. Sanchez was ten of twenty-one for ninety-seven yards and three picks. Right. And Ryan Lindley started for the for the Cardinals, and the Jets won the game seven-six. Yeah, I mean, I have zero interest in Joe Flacco. Zero. I'd rather see. I don't even know who their other quarterback is. I'd rather see that dude. I don't. You know, that's a great quote. I don't even know who the backups guy. I, I mean, think they, they brought, brought that guy Nick Fail or whatever his name is. David the, Fails. <laughs> yeah, David Fails. I know at they quarterback. had they had some guy I've never heard of on the on the, yeah, let's get the him practice squad. They drafted a quarterback, James Morgan. I don't know yep. what his situation is. Throw him out there. James he's on Morgan, the roster, but I don't know that he's like, you know, ready to play to the point where they'd make him the back. I I don't know. But it'd be fun to watch because like even if Joe Flacco, who cares? Like we want to see guys you've never seen before. Joe Flacco is the definition of no buzz. Right. Oh my god, that guy's got that guy in the Super Bowl was no buzz leading up to just because he's zero personality. Yeah, I guess there's a little bit more more buzz then. He was in the prime of his career and did win the game. So good news for me and anybody else who was following the uh, unsolved mysteries when it mm-hmm. came to Netflix. They they put six episodes out. A brand new episodes for Netflix, and it was very popular on Netflix. So, how long did that take you to cut through? About two days. Well, I'd watched those already. Oh, okay. It took me six days. I watched one a day, uh, but the new ones are coming out October nineteenth. Six new episodes. That's what I meant. When the new ones come oh, out, you get all excited out? that you'll that'll last you a week, maybe. It'll last me a week, and yeah, then you'll be I'll, looking for more. Yeah, yeah, I'll be then I'll be looking for more. But as I said before, the problem with unsolved mysteries, it they're unsolved. <laughs> so at the end, you just go well. What happened now? What, what do what I now? do now? Right. No closure. But really, they leave it up to you at the end. They go, if you've seen Bill Curtis <laughs> or anyone who looks like him, contact the FBI or the or the Unsolved Mysteries hotline. All right. So you get I some hope- entertainment, and they're also looking to, to get some tips from the public. And they have got tips. They got tips the I'm last sure. time it happened. But did they, they actually? Did it lead to solving mm, one of the that mysteries? That I don't know. Probably not, right? It's a long journey, solving these mysteries. Indeed. And, and our... A guy we love, Larry David, from Curb Your Enthusiasm and Seinfeld fame, he got married. He is 73 years old. Good for him. I could not find the age of uh, the woman he married. Where's my pills? Where's my pills? I was trying to find that myself. Ashley Underwood. She looks to be about 40. I need to go to the bathroom. (laughs) That was Larry and his honey. Now, uh, a thing I found interesting is that they had met at Sasha Baron Cohen's wedding. Yeah, birthday party. Birthday party. Yeah, that's the dude Borat. Yes, the the dude Borat. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the dude. You know him better as Borat. Yes, married to Isla Fisher. Yes. So uh, Larry was sitting at a table where this uh, Ashley Underwood was sitting, and he said uh, it went so well that he left early because he didn't like he his his banter was so good. <laughs> Leave it on a high note. That's that all he for left, me. <laughs> that he left on a high note. Yeah. And he was like, you know, if I stick around any longer, I'm only going to screw this up, so let me leave. <laughs> and she was surprised. You know, she thought they had hit it off so well. Why would he leave? You're right. But he left because he didn't want to ruin it. And that's Larry David for you. That is Larry David. And he left her wanting more. And here exactly. they are, a few years later, married. Married. 
So good for you. Hey, good for you. And the Jaguars owner, Shad Khan, nice is selling, transition. selling his yacht for a mere $199 million. That's like half of what Jerry Jones's <laughs> costs, right? Is that right? I forget the number on Jerry now, Jones. It's ridiculous. The problem when you have a yacht that's $199 million is that you only have a handful of people in the entire world who could even purchase that. I'm Boomer Esiason. <laughs> Boomer's put it in inquiry. It's a small buyer's market, yes. Boomer's going to lowball. $250 million for Jerry Jones, by the way. 250 Yeah, so all right. Uh, Shad's in the in the ballpark. Do you think someone, like, if someone's like, oh, I'm interested in this uh, – in this yacht, and they're talking to their real estate person, they'd be like, lowball him, offer him $180 million. Right, yeah. See if he takes it. See it's how desperate bu- it's a buyer's market. See, see how desperate he is to, do- to get rid of it. <laughs> $199 million yacht. Must be nice. All right, uh, CeeLo, I need, uh, I need a Yankee MVP for this evening. Like, you know, like today, later on today, we'll do the uh, Altice One Yankees winning connection. Yes. Where I'll give, uh, I'll, we'll award somebody, like, it's probably going to be Glaber Torres today. Had the two-run homer, That's, made it 4-1. Yeah. It's always Glaber Torres, by the way. Always. We've done these all season. I would tell you that 75% mm, of high. the times, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm giving it to Glaber Torres. Yes. Well, the guy's unbelievable. He hasn't been unbelievable in the series oh. until last night. And okay. I I, I, I feel he, like he got it. off the schneid. I liked his swings last night, and I have a feeling that he's going to heat up here. So he's going to be my pick for tonight. So you're going to say he's back-to-back player of the game? Back-to-back and a belly-to-belly. Mm. Obviously, it could be Garrett Cole as well. Right. But I'm going to go, order- go Glaber Torres. Yeah. Cole's got to go seven innings to get player of the game. Yeah, probably. That's fair. What and about, obviously the Yankees need to score some runs to win a game. The home run stroker. You're not giving it to him? Defensively um, and uh, kidding from, Oh, from last night? No, um, no, I'm saying for tonight. I'm uh, right, making from tonight last predictions. Game. I like the idea of somebody who you don't expect to be the player well, of, course, of the game. Yes. Being like, player of the that's game. That's like you when you like to bet the quarterbacks scoring a rushing touchdown. <laughs> you know, you get those high right. odds. High odds. The value. But I'm trying to think, like, who on the Yankees would even fit that mold? They, well, you just they, mentioned Higashioka. Higashioka. I mean, a Brett Gardner, probably. He's I mean, he's, gonna... he's, 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 he's hitting 440 in the series, quietly. Gardner. Gardner, yep. Here's who I'm going to go with. My prediction for player of the game tonight, Aaron Hicks. Okay. He's had a nice series. That guy's got a beautiful swing. He does. Works a good count. Walks a lot. Yes. Plays a good center field. He's a home run stroker. I mean, yeah, a lot of these guys Shioka. are home run strokers. The home run stroker. It'd be nice okay, to so get I'm Aaron thinking... Judge a home run stroker. He's mm. he's having a rough series. He is. But we need him for the Astros series, if I may touch the money and put the Yankees right overboard there. Okay. When would that? When does that next series start? I think Sunday, I, I read. Sunday? I'm pretty sure. That's not a lot of rest. Well, I mean, there's not a lot of rest, period, you... in these in these. In these All right, let me ask you this. So if Cole pitches tonight <clears> and wins, the Yankees move on. What's today, Friday? Could he pitch again Sunday? No. Opener. And it is Sunday. What? Against the NFL? Bad move. Well, I guess. Monday. the I know the NLCS starts Monday night. Perfect. You've got Braves-Dodgers. Braves-Dodgers. From the new Globe Life Field in Arlington. Oh. Sunday for the uh, the ALCS, yeah. All right. Could Cole pitch? No, they're Sunday, not going to pitch him in game one, no. Is that a Sunday evening? Uh, it doesn't say. It says TBD. TBD to be determined. But I, I, I mean, they're not going to play in the afternoon, yeah. At right. 7, 8 o'clock, somewhere around there. You can't go up against the NFL. It's too powerful. Well, they're going to have to. go up against the game like Cardinals-Jets. Because if you think <laughs> two people in the New York area are going to take the Yankee 
ch- uh, championship series game over Jets Cardinals. You were sadly mistaken. <laughs> you couldn't pay me to watch Jets Cardinals. <laughs> Actually, that's not true because I'm working Sunday and I will have so to you watch. Will be so, getting so you paid. can pay me to watch the okay, game. Okay, yes. we will pay you. Yeah. Uh, well, not here, somewhere else. Oh. Yeah. We'll pay you somewhere else, right. such your other place of business. Correct. We'll pay you to watch the game. Yeah. How about the Rays only got three hits last night? The bullpen, no hit. That's embarrassing. After Montgomery, five, you know, five, six, seven, so five innings of no hit ball. All right. Well, right. let's take a break here uh, at Easy My Ear, but we've got an Amy Lawrence sportsman. And in fact, Amy, she takes a look at how the NFL schedule may change in the short term. Mm. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. Yes, we are. All right, 558, a Boomer and Geo coming up in a moment. I just thought I'd be a, a smarty pants and look at what, what a parlay would be of a straight-up Yankee win, a straight-up Jets loss, and a straight-up Giants loss. And I was like, <laughs> let me do $5, and uh, a $5 bet would pay 13 And it is gone. <laughs> Into the Western Metal building in left field. It's a two-run home run for Glaber Torres. It's Glaber Day. The Yankees' victory last night means it's on to a deciding Game 5 tonight in their ALDS series against Tampa Bay. 